Hallelujah. Let's celebrate God. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. I want us to always develop the culture of thanking God no matter how small you think it is. Our sister came to thank God for a phone. Her testimony is not about the phone. It's about the fact that he told God that the bishop said that every week, that's what he said, that you want to have the testimony every week. So her testimony is for the testimony starting every week. And, and, and what came was a phone. She's blessing up a phone. She'll come and thank her for something else again. It's to go higher. There's no appreciation that leads to depreciation. No. No. Every appreciation leads to appreciation. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. And so please don't be waiting for the so-called big testimonies. Before you testify, you will never get it. It's the truth. If you can't appreciate God for the little things, you're not ready for the big things. Praise the name of Jesus. And so we appreciate God with you for that testimony. Hallelujah. Oh, please celebrate God with him. Celebrate God with him. Sorry. Amen. This morning I have the privilege to, to share the word of God with you. And I think I want to teach. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. So we are continuing the message that we had in introduction last week. Yeah. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Smiling is very, very good. Uh -huh. Amen. Yeah. Please, ladies, learn to smile. You are not old yet. Praise God. Now smile to two people. Just smile to you before you say that. Smile to, smile to them. Smile. Smile. It's, it's good to smile. Amen. It is not sermon that changes men. It's message. No. Sermons are prepared by men. Message are given by God. Sermons are given to preachers. Sermons are prepared by preachers. Messages are given to messengers. When you are sent... God gives you a message and his power backs it. Every messenger that will stand here, they will have a message. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Alright, please have your seat quickly. I've used some of my time to do testimony. Amen. Amen. Oh, let the amen come a lot when you hear it. It, it will help you to be alert and then receive. We are a glorious church. We are moving into glory day by day. We are a glorious church. Hallelujah. It's a mighty place and God is doing mighty things. We are moving from glory to glory. From grace to grace. In the name of Jesus Christ. This is our year of what? Majesty. My royalty in expression. And this month is our month of what? Trumpeting the majesty of God. In other words, it's a month of testimonies. And somebody say with me, in the name of Jesus, from this Sunday to the last day in November, testimonies every day. Shout amen three times and bless God. Amen. Praise God. Now, we started talking about something on Sunday about preparation. And one of the things that we emphasized strongly by God's help was the fact that God thinks about you and that God went through a lot just to prepare your habitation. That even God prepares. For Christ to come and fulfill God's purpose, God prepared Christ. And we understood that preparation is so, so crucial. Now, being a month of 
testimonies. It means that it's a month we are celebrating the power of God. Hallelujah. We're celebrating the supernatural. Amen. Because testimonies are not just usual happenings. They are the outcomes of the involvement of an unusual God. They are not products of daily activities. They are daily activities influenced by supernatural decisions. So when you talk about testimonies in our context, we mean that God is the one doing the thing and God is the one causing the outcome. But you have to understand that testimonies are not magic. Testimonies are not magic. What is magic? Magic is only one person involved. Then they are onlookers. Then they are wowed by what the man is doing. So a magician with demonic spirit don't ever think it's a good magician. They are all demons. What I mean by demons? I mean they are spirits, so I mean they are influenced by demons. So a magician will come, this the tablet, you just put the handkerchief around, then look at us. Most of them are tricks. And those that are deep in the cult, things, they have the assistance of other things. So we are just looking and they are doing. When it comes to God, he involves man. So the outcome of miraculous is not just God. God involves man. There must be a participation from man. There must be a partnership between God and man. So your salvation, yes, the work that must bring salvation was entirely God. But for you to enjoy salvation, you have a role to play of accepting what God has prepared. So when you now accept what God has prepared by confessing, confessing this, the, the, the salvation work of Christ and declaring that he's Lord over your life, then you now partake of what God has made available. Healing is a product of partnership between man and God. God wants a certain involvement from you. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us to know that. And that is why personally I hate that statement. Lord, why me? Lord, why have you not done it? God is not raising irresponsible children. It is the highest level of irresponsibility as a Christian to blame God for anything you are going through. Mark it. Write it down. It is the highest form of irresponsibility to blame God for anything you are going through. If you are going through something that you perceive it's not good. You must understand one thing. That God has made provision to turn that thing around. A responsible believer goes before God. Lord, thank you for you have made provision. But show me how. And showing you how is not always an issue of prayer. Coming to church. The teaching of the word is the showing how. That's why we teach the word of God. The more we are teaching, we are showing you how. Why? Because the Bible is a documentation of the hows to activate the supernatural. So in the Bible, there are examples. There's the promises. There's the strategies. There are examples. So it's like mathematics. There's a textbook. Not every textbook has questions and answers behind. Some of them just teach the principles and explain it. 
Now your teacher has spent his life going through it to understand the concept so that when he stands before you, he can open up the concept to you. Now, how will he know you have grabbed the concept? He puts a question. He does an, he does an example. He puts a question. He solves it. Shows you how to apply the principle. He does one, two, three. Then he gives you one. Say, try it and let's see if you can do it. And then, depend on your receptability. Some, at once, they get it. Some, it takes a while. Some, towards exams. That's when they get it. Middle of God, your ability to receive what is being taught as a concept has a lot to do much more with your preparation than your biological whatever about your brain. You see, I know of a family that if you walk in, I mean, the children were raised, I'm talking of Dr. Edipo, the children were raised seeing their parents reading. Every Saturday they are reading, you see them reading, they are reading. So nobody has to tell you to read. Pick a book and read. So the children have grown to love reading. Now if you come from a family where you wake up seeing your father slapping your mother, and your mother too speaks back, multiplied words, and the slap is increasing, that's what you see. You hate it. And you tell yourself, I will never be this. But when you say you will never be this, that's not all. What then are you doing to replace that thought? So most of us, the things that we say we don't like seeing our parents, we end up becoming it. Because we hate it, but there are no works to reprogram our, because we've been seeing it. And you become what you see. So if you've not changed the vision, that confession won't come to, that you, you will become like your father. But you become like your father praying in tongues. Yes, you'll be slapping your wife by praying in tongues. No, just look at it. All of you, just think about it. Look at everything your parents were that you didn't like. Check yourself carefully. Be very sincere. Some of us are not sincere with ourselves. Some of you have become like your parents. But you see, you are so blinded by what you don't want to be that you have become without knowing. And when people say it, you fight it. But you are it now. As you're talking right now, that's how you are. You, you don't like your wife. This is prophetic. Oh, I'm teaching the word of God. If you were raised in a family where you saw your mother was not working, your father was one taking the money. And you're like, I will never be this. At the time you are going out, it's your wife supplying you. Your beloved is one supplying you. Now, one thing that shows you hate that instead you don't want is that anything that looks like it, you reject it. Hallelujah. I had a friend that in his family, when they get married, they don't, they don't stay away from their father. So the father still has a say in the marriage. How do I mean by say in the marriage? He can call you at any time. Come to the house. Or do this. Or do that. But the Bible is very clear. A man shall leave his father and his mother and be cleave to the wife. Your priority in marriage is not your extended family. That's by the way. So, the outcome is a partnership. God doesn't just do so. Don't be irresponsible. Don't make that statement again. When I see I'm having health issues, I don't go say, Lord, why? Why do you do that? But he said, I just got to go my infirmities. No, that's the nonsense I'm doing. That's what, I said, Lord, 
what is your word telling me that I have to do? And let me tell of God, if you are a child of God and the Holy Ghost is in you, every day the Spirit of God is showing you what to do, but you keep ignoring at the last minute. Is that I tell you to stop eating a particular thing? For the past seven years, you have refused. In the next five years, you're going to develop a liver problem. That's why we pastors are not have a problem. Why must you give us pressure to heal you? Then they'll use that to determine if you're anointed or not. They are not telling us correct you five, seven, 14 years ago. That stop eating this. You say no. Kamaraba, my body is a temple of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost now will make body tell you, say, may you not chop that thing. He said, I go chop him. Then 12 years later, you have cancer. You have liver problem. And there's sometimes by the mercy of God, you will use your corporate church to help you to fast, to slow down the thing. You will not do the fasting. No, I'm telling you things that will really help us. That's why it's church. Don't ever think that you are in a church and you have to do something. They are worrying you. The mercy of God is, ma- is taking care of certain messes that you are allowing because you are not listening to God. The Lord realized that for the past four years, your interests are need rest. So he said, Bishop will just come. We are doing 40 days fast. And the realms of the spirit, that is God's provision to save you from the death that lies ahead of you two years from now. The girl is young. The guy is young. Why will he have blood pressure? Two years ago, a fasting was declared. That was his deliverance. But because of willful disobedience, there's nothing God could do again about it. And then you come and say, God, why me? That I've saved you. See, the kingdom is not for fools. And the kingdom is not for children. You cannot be irresponsible and blame God for the actions and things that happen, the consequences. What I'm trying to emphasize all this example is telling you, that's not something that, people of God, this example will tell you that. When it comes to God, God will not do things in your life without your involvement. The fact that you are not aware does not mean that you're not doing it. There are many times that God involves you without telling you. Are you getting my point here? So maybe because of what I'm talking, you might think that, oh, it means God will speak to my ears. My daughter, my daughter, align yourself to me and let me do this for you. No. No. That's why a life of true service makes you obedient to instruction without hearing the instruction. Let me say that again. A life of true service to God makes you obey divine instructions without hearing it. What do I mean by that? It's not the time you hear God speak to your ears audibly. It's not the time that you are praying, you hear a voice, the curtains in your room will lift it and then there will breeze in your room. Then you now hear the voice from the take cloud. Thou my daughter, my daughter. No, no, no. It's not the time. When a person is a servant, that person has a servitude kind of attitude. So the person easily adjusts to things that have to do with service. For, let me give an, an, an example again. You see, a very practical one. Now, if you have the opportunity to be in the house of your bishop or the house of your pastors, that's not a place for holidays. It's a place for service. And how God services you, he doesn't inform you. Hey, if, if, you can, if, if you really know how many times God has healed you without you falling down, you'd be surprised. There's always a partnership between God and man when God has to do something in the life of man. Yeah. So this is what makes preparation so important. Why? 
the blessings of God in this context may be financial breakthrough, may be um, job opportunities, maybe promotion. Those material things we call blessing. That's what I'm focusing right now. The blessings of God are like the coming of Christ. Let me put it back again. The blessings of God are wrapped up in opportunities. Opportunities are like the coming of Christ. You don't know when they will come. God puts your increase, your lifting, your testimonies in opportunities. And opportunities don't go about announcing themselves when they shall come. The availability of opportunities is not announced before time. They come at any time. But what makes you take advantage of unannounced opportunity is preparation. The prepared will always be the preferred for every opportunity. The preferred or the prepared will always be the preferred for every given opportunity. Let me people of God. Opportunities are always there. Number two. It's only the prepared that has an eye to see unseen opportunities. Only the prepared has the eye that sees unseen opportunities. Let me add it. And then seizes it. To see something. You know how to see something? Yeah. The prepared does not see problems. The prepared see problems as opportunities. When you ask God for a breakthrough, God will allow opportunity to come your way. It's your preparation that will make you now break through the opportunity. So breakthrough is actually accessing opportunities. Are you here? It is a very wrong attitude to only prepare when you have seen opportunity so clear. You might be late. You might be like, the Bible says, the Bible talks about, um, let's check that scripture. I didn't want to go there, but Let's check that scripture quickly. Uh, I think it will, it, will, it will still make things beautiful and clear for all of us. Is that okay? All right. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter the number 25, verse 1 to verse number 13. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody once said that opportunities are like a man with a bow head. <laughs> that you can't hold it. When they sleep, they sleep. They're gone. 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 That's what someone said. Now says, the Bible says that. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lambs and went out to meet their bridegroom. Continue, sir. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. So now we're coming to know what makes five wise and five foolish. Because they all took their lamp. The ten of them took their lamp. That was required because it was midnight. Now remember, the Bible says that. Go back to the best one, sir. It says that then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. So when it says that, it says that this is how the kingdom works. So in the kingdom, there are fools and there are wise people. What makes them wise? What makes them foolish? Any other here? Which took their lamps? Go back, sir. 
and went forth to meet the bridegroom. What made them go forth? Meeting the bridegroom. But going forth required lamp. And all of them took it. How can you meet the, the bridegroom? You must be born again. Your new birth is your lamp. But yet, it says there are some that are wise, some that are foolish. They are all born again. They have the lamp. So being born again is not enough. What I mean is this. There's more in the new birth you must uncover. Continue, sir. Five of them were wise. So we're going to know to this morning how many of us fall in the category of foolish and wise. And you will know straight away when you read it. Continue, sir. Verse 3. They that were foolish hmm, took their lambs and took no oil with them. Check your oil level. Go to the next verse. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Why did they do that? Because, yes, they are going to meet the bridegroom, but the time you will come, nobody told them. So the wise thought, ah, he may delay, and what we have might not be enough to sustain us through the night. And if there is night, we can't walk. Isaiah chapter number 6. Don't go there. Just stay here. Isaiah 60 verse 1 verse 2 says that darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. We are in the dark seasons of the world. And we are all awaiting the coming of the bridegroom. But there's a set of people that while they await, they will have weight. What weight is that? Kings shall come not to their lamp but to the rising and the increasing of their brightness. You understand? Uh, let's go there. They don't understand. Let's go there. Isaiah 60, verse 1. Arise. Let's do it together. Want to go? Arise. I don't hear from your church. Your church, they don't say something. Uh-huh. Want to go? Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Yes, continue. For behold, I can't hear you, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee. And his glory shall be seen upon thee. Verse 3, sir. Continue, sir. And the Gentiles shall come to where? To where? To. So thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. Your path needs light, not lamp. They are journeying from where they are. Dest- their, 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 their origination. To their destiny. Destination is, is the bridegroom, but there's darkness. They need lamp. They all took the lamp. But the time you will come, we don't know. And I said earlier on, the blessing of God is packaged in opportunities. And opportunities like the coming of Christ do not have a date of arrival. They don't announce when they are coming. For the light to go through the time of waiting. We don't know when he will appear. They took extra oil. Go back here. Took what? Oil. They took oil. Time will permit to go to what the oil is. Oil. Let's, let's continue. Verse number five. While the bridegroom tarried, some have said, You saw about that, and come back, and come back. Very poor person, can't say what about one pier. Now, I don't know about one baby. I'm here, and you're in here. 
There are times you receive a prophecy in church. I see God open a door for in the oil sector. And that prophecy has been there for the past seven years. When prophecy comes, it's a prompting for preparation. Prophecies are promptings for preparation. If you receive the word that God is going to give you the oil sector to function in, how much of the oil sector do you know? Have you read any, anything about it? Have you had any degree or diploma in it? You've not done anything. And you expect God is a magician. Prayer is not uh, an attitude of irresponsibility. A prayerful person, you must become responsible. Prayer makes you responsible. Responsibility. Two words. Responding to ability. Prayer makes you respond to ability. Oh, a prophecy comes to you. And I see you in the governmental sector. You're with the judiciary. You hear that word four years ago. As of now, there's nothing about it you have made any move towards. A sure word came to you. Like one time I was teaching, I said that, and what came to you, and what comes says that, oh, we see the Lord says he's going to take you to the nations of the earth. The nations of the earth. You heard that prophecy two years ago. Your passport has expired for three years now. You have not bought it. You want to trumpet the majesty of God with such level of irresponsibility? You have opened the business. You don't have a merchant number. And you're trusting God for increased contracts. <coughs> you don't have an account. How to even make transactions easy? We have told you that, oh, your business is going to reach US. It's going to reach UK. Have you worked on the monetary aspect? How money can be transferred from there to your accounts? Oh, they told you that, hey, you're going to employ labor. Currently, you have only five, or let's say you have only two people working for you. Have you, do you give them pay slip? Do you pay their snits? Big companies do that. Your pastor is preaching. Say this is a mega church. Mega church. And you're the head of choir, head of ocean, head of protocol. The way you are dressing to church, that's how mega church behave. Is that how mega church, they have the look. God doesn't waste his time with irresponsible Christians. Let me read something to you. I hope you're being blessed. Shout preparation. Now, preparation, of course, is the process of preparing. Prepare is from two words. This definition, I've had it in my spirit, is even in my book for years. The first time I wrote that thing in my diary was in 2003. Prepare. When God opened up to preparation. So two words makes up prepare. Pre and pair. Pre is a prefix. Means before. Pair is to make ready. So preparation are the things you do to make yourself ready and to be prepared. 
the things you do, the capacity you build. So there are things you do to be ready. You know, like, like in service right now, I don't have to stop and say, I sense the Holy Ghost here. I sense the blessing of God in here. I sense the anointing of God here. Ah, if this gathering is unto Jesus Christ, and the Lord Jesus is exalted here, and he's, he's in our consciousness, then there's an anointing in this place. You must be opened up in your spirit, man, to descend. What do you want me to do in this moment to capture the opportunity in this spirit? In this spirit realm. So you are always active in your spirit, man. And you might just perceive something in your spirit, man. After service, show this into this person's life. Oh, your breakthroughs, people of God. God has no warehouse where he stores prayers. And then when he's, when he's tired of his day, then you now call, uh, reluctantly call one secretary. Maybe Gabriel. Gabriel, let me, let me see. Who have I not blessed after five years? God does not store prayers. Number two, God is too interested in your well-being. If he was not, Christ would have come. Romans 8.32 says that if he did not, let's go there. Let's go there. So we'll do the King James and then we'll do the, the passion as well, okay? Can we all read this carefully and slowly together? One to go. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Give me Amplify first. Amplified. Do you have it? Let's read together. I want to go. He who did not withhold or spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not also with him freely and graciously Give us all things, all other things. Oh, it's like those days. You know, when Daddy was in, uh, the bishop was in his, uh, his elements. One of my elements, that time, he was like uh, a general. You don't mess around him. His wife is late. He's shouting on the wife. Then you, son. No, he's shouting on the wife. You are late. The bishop you are seeing there. That man you are seeing that is always smiling to us. He wasn't like that though. The way sometimes I do, I'm not even up to what he was doing. Sit down there. He is talking to the wife. Now you church member. You are dead. Ah, that is time for service. He's almost getting late. He moved the car. If you like, walk and come. Doesn't care. The work is more important than you. Now, what two kind of journey wife will fear? Whoa. And one chair. You must need help. So if God could not, could not spare his son, and because of his love for you, he gave his son. So when God opened his treasure bank, looking for the most expensive treasure that he can use to prove his love to you. Give me the, 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 the pastor translation. To prove his love to you. When he checked and checked and checked through eternity and eternity, all he could find was Jesus. That's his highest. Now look at this. For God has proved his love. Uh, wait a minute. 
Have you not heard those foolish boys? I mean what I'm saying. Tell a lady that. You say you love me, but you won't let me go and sleep with you. Have you not heard before? That to them, the proof of your love for them is for you to let's go inside. And let me test the waters. You are mad. What do you mean by that? That's the proof of love. So it's as if, it's as if God said, I love humanity. And maybe the accuser of the brethren said to God, Why should you love them? Nanda shows you love them. And he goes, Let me prove my love. And he searched. And he took, look at this. He says, Giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give us. So my healing, I am not struggling for my healing. No. If he gave Jesus, the healing is a, it's a bonus. Stop going to prayer as if you are forcing God. My Lord and my King. The omnipotent, merciful God. I come before thee, O God. If you don't do this, you are not God. Wait a minute. He has proven his God by giving Jesus. Imagine, as he stands. And I hold AC's hand like this and I lift her up. And I'm being like this. And I put her down. Then mommy crying. Say, me, I can't carry her. How? No, like, how? No, I carried AC. I was doing this. Then I go to mommy. What do you mean? I have proven my might by carrying her. So God has proved his love by giving you Jesus Christ. I don't know this is setting your spirit, man. For you to understand that God is not angry with you. You need to get this. Stop all these things. You are blaming God everywhere. You are annoying God if you don't know. No. Like the most difficult thing I've done for you. And you know, sometimes women lie like that. Sometimes. A man married, and then when they married, for him, in his mind, you know, what shows that he really loves a woman is that he gave the woman his checkbook, his ATM cards, all of them. Any tiny money, just withdraw. That we're having an issue. The issue that happened now is, hey, he doesn't buy me anything. The girl's like, wait, oh, I have given you my ATM card. That even when I'm going out, I come to say, honey, can I have some money? And you are still there, well, you, you buy anything for me. You don't buy anything for me. Not even flowers. Ah, ah, ah. But I've given you the machine. Did you get the whole idea? And you're the same. So I see what I'm saying about You see? You see the thing? I, I see. You see, they will tell you, eh? they will tell you what they want. You know, it is very romantic when you come out eh, and you buy something and you give them. Please don't carry that thing to this we are talking about here. <laughs> are you with me? Don't do that to go in the area of your miraculous. Don't do that. He gave you his son. 
Why are you why are you fighting him that he has that he's not showing that he loves you because he has not given you a new phone? Hey. He gave you, he gave you his son. He gave you his son. Don't ever think that God struggles. He, 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 I won't say he wishes the best for you. He, he wants the best for you. Let me wrap up. My time is, oh God. We have a class, so. so. I, 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 I am praying that the Lord is making the word enter our spirit, man. So that make it look like God is very wicked. He gave us his son. That thing, oh, people of God, the day you and I have a revelation of this thing, it will be the beginning of sporadic miracles in our lives. Without stress. Like some years ago, that a woman had bought, a friend of mine had bought a customized Jaguar. Customized. When this car is coming, you don't hear anything. The car, just see that a car has appeared. Hey, when did it come? So, way back. Charlie, you sit in the car, but then DSTV will come on. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. At that time, I didn't have a car, so I need to drive often. But every Christmas, that would want to give one of her cars to use for Christmas. Just use. So one day she said, Pastor, can you please repack my car for me? I said, which of the cars? The Jaguar. I said, which Jaguar? So pack it. I said, I'm Pastor Usura. I'm so then yes, sir. Sat in the car. Press push button. I was not even sure this is a car. The car started. I didn't know. If you see the way I was trying to repack the car, eh? No, no, poverty is a mind. One thing that shows that you have entered the realm of riches practically is how that your mind is prepared and you have spent before the money comes. There's so much you have to do. And these are profitable ventures. If you are sitting here and I ask you, if I give you one million dollars, what will you do? And you go like, hey, pastor. Hey. You're a poor man. No, you're poor. What did I say? You are what? As you're saying right now, you don't have any vision that one million dollars can handle. For you tell the pastor, and so and not just who can answer. You are telling me exactly what the money is going for. Number two, if the first thing on your list of what you do, tight is not involved, I know God can't trust the next one million. Your blessings are wrapped in opportunities. But your ability to prepare before unannounced opportunities is what gives you access to the packaged benefits. Preparation always gives you an advantage. Preparation will always position you rightly for what is rightly yours. Preparation will always position you rightly for what is rightly yours. You don't have an outcome just because it's your right. But you must prepare to access it. 
Anytime you hear the prayer come, prophetic word comes, great doors are open. When you say, as soon as you're done saying amen, in your spirit, my Lord, I'm ready. What must I do? 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 You see, the reason why it looks as if God's path seems long is that God works your inward first. When the blessing comes, it comes at once because you have finished the class. You are in the church as a kingdom worker. Don't wait for the day I will tell you you are preaching before you prepare. Start putting messages down. Prepare. 15 minutes message. 5 minutes message. In case they ever call me. 5 minutes. I'm ready for 5 minutes. In case they ever call me. I'm ready for this. In case they ever call me this. I'm ready for this. You prepare. You are then. I was not, I was not supposed to preach though. When I drew the program, it was Bishop's name that was there. When he entered, he said, ah, so what did you? Uh, so, praise the worship was going about finishing. So, uh, you continue what you're doing last week. I can't say, ah, Bishop, but, but why? You have told me before. I said, yes, sir. Period. Anytime you are given, see, when your leader tells you to do this, he has faith in you to do it. Don't ever question his, 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 his Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. It is not humility. Stop that thing. It's arrogance. That your, your leader calls and says that. Pastor Basi, today you are praising. Ah, sir. As I said about the other people. What do you mean? There's some of us that sometimes you think your leaders are daft. And it's a big problem. The man knows you just got married. He said, come for workers' meeting. For you to tell me. That's sad. I'm a honeymoon. It means I don't have sense. I didn't know you. I, I was going to bless your marriage. But you don't realize that when you have a prophet in your life, most times their action towards you is ordained by God. You close work at 7. And the pastor says, tomorrow you are preaching at 6.30. And sir, we told you, sir, we told you, sir. And I like that statement. We told you respect, sir. I know you respect me. What must you tell me? We told you respect, sir, with all reverence to God, sir. Please, sir, just, can I just say one thing? Don't say it. Just, just talking. You are... The man told you on Sunday, you are preaching on Thursday. At the time, you should be at work. What he means is that he knows he has taught you enough to find a way to handle your company, your boss, and be there. If you don't learn how to respond to instructions, you will never grow. Sharp preparation. And that's the man you... Bishop shared a story with us some time ago when he was in the university. He said, you hardly see him reading. He'd be there for entertainment, political rallies and things. They don't see him reading. Not knowing that the man has this small book. So when he reads, at a time when men <laughs> are asleep, he summarized the whole notebook into that small book. So when he's chatting to you, uh, when he's playing with you, he's reading through the notes in his head. If he misses a line, he'll just uh, me, go to the washroom, bring it out. For that 15 minutes, you read, put it in your pocket, come back. Hey, 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 challenge, Then the thing will come. <laughs> the man has A. They have said, this guy is bad. He's paying something. No. Don't be like everybody. Know how you prepare. When I want to read something and properly understand, it takes me hours. You understand me? 
There are some people that it takes them a minute. They're done. I am not you. I'm not competing. See, if you are here, you have that competition mentality. Repent. You are undoing yourself. When I want to learn a song, to properly minister the song, it takes me a week. I can learn it in a minute to go and sing. That one I sang. I didn't minister. I know what I'm talking about. I have to sit down the song. Listen and not learn. Just listen and not learn. Then use when it has entered me and now learn it. The father Roland will come and tell Roland, come and say, oh, so I can learn the song one minute. I'm not competing with you. Well done. Go ahead. Feel free. Our capacity of preparation are different. Are you with me? Somebody can pray five hours at a go. But you can pray 30 minutes every 20 minutes. Stick with that one. Are you understanding me? Stand there. Five hours. You, your, your concentration is very strong in 30 minutes. So why don't you do 30 minutes? Go and break it. 20, 20, 20 minutes. Stick 30 minutes. By the time you do that, you have prayed more than five hours. And the concentration is high. Stop copying people. Prepare differently. You are never ready for an upward lift if you have not properly had an inward lift. It's an outward, an inward lift that controls an outward lift. Rise to your feet. I went for, the program I went for, there was a young evangelist that I've been watching him on Instagram. He's one of the sons of um, Dr. Rodney Howard. He's a Nigerian. Young guy. Young guy. I think I think might either be in his late 20s or very early 30s. He walks in the miraculous like, like, like he's cheap. Healings. He's an evangelist. Has crusade in palace, you know, Pakistan and places. And healing the blind sees anyhow, easily. And he was at the meeting. And he was sitting by me. I didn't recognize him. So when he saw me, like, ah, that's the guy. And he said one day he was praying, ask God the Lord. How are miracles possible? And he said, God said, my son is easy. Took him to the potter's house. Is it Jeremiah? Was it Jeremiah or Ezekiel? Jeremiah. And he said that God took, took him to the potter's house and said, there was something wrong with the clay. And then the potter got clay to just work on it. He said, God told him, all I need is under clay. That's all. So when he stands to pray for healing, so on Friday, we had over, over 120 something healings, instant healings. He'll be preaching at prayers, prayers on Monday. Praise be. Yeah, on assuming, you know, on chase shoot. On chase shoot. Say my thing to you. I'm intentionally wearing suit lately. I want the brethren to get it quickly. Because some of you dress to church, you don't want to come to a business. See, sweet mission is because of all of you, the guys especially, and the ladies. Start looking, look like we are coming for a board meeting. We are coming to a place where destiny is being transacted. Don't go to church like you are going to some backyard. And it's by the way, so you just be watching me. You keep watching and wearing jeans. When it's dressed down, we'll announce it. So this is business. You come looking sharp and good. Hello? He was Friday, he was wearing jeans. He just stood there. Blind, see, deaf, yeah. If you have to call him, how did you prepare to this point?
you will hear. There's no great resource that came out of wishing. Men prepared. In fact, in their preparation season, they were like mad people. Ah, but it's a gift. Yes. The capacity to enjoy the gift comes in preparation. One day, Prophet Chumanasi was preaching. This is like five years ago I heard this one. Or six years ago, Kra. And he said one day he was praying and God said, you have stopped aging. One day we were talking and he was like, oh, that I start my day late. It means he doesn't sleep at night. His day starts from 12, 11, 12. You understand? One of his sons was telling me that there's a portion of the house where he prays. Ooh, you can feel that there's something strange in that place. For years, that's what he's been doing. Stop shouting, I will not grow old, I will not grow old with that food you're eating. Empire, I will not Fast in a win, yeah. We say, I'll not grow old. I'll, I'll grow younger as I'm growing. Be there. You start seeing the gray hair very fast. Wrinkles will come by 40. Since I've seen that man's face, me, the first time I saw when I, when I came to Ghana, 2008, that was when I saw him the first time. From that time till date, I've seen man. No, I remember one year we had a, we had a retreat at Hefziba and he was our guest. That day was they had to hold him. He, has, he was in dry fast for days. So he was wearing slippers. And this guy was just walking. Doors, answers to keys. And I'm giving you a key today. Prepare. Prepare. You want to marry next year? You're eating everything that comes to your hand? You're not ready. But then we'll give you money. And I'll show what you have first. So there I look at pastor. When I talk, pastor, pastor will help me out. I will help you. Did you help me in my wedding? You marry. The next thing is pregnancy. No, be so. You are still chopping all the money. Then when they now take your wife, you say, "Now, pastor, I don't have anything." But no, be when you were doing the thing, you didn't know that there will be a result. And when we are shouting, you are, you are, your wife will give us to five. You say, "Amen, amen." Keep the money. The grace of preparation. Lift your hands and receive that grace. Pray. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to have a life of preparation. Quickly, 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 quickly. Quickly. Preparation. 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 Tell the Lord to help you not to take any season for granted. Tell the Lord, I don't want to be like the foolish virgins. No, I want to be a wise virgin. I want to have my oil, extra oil with me. Yes, Lord. That when the bridegroom tarries, I will still be relevant. Please pray. Please pray. One more minute quickly. One more minute quickly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We celebrate you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at me, saints, just in a minute. Let me down this. I want everybody in service today. Don't forget this. Please, I beg you. I am begging you. Don't forget this. After church, when we've done all our meetings and everything, you go home, you have eaten, you are relaxed. Take a pen and paper. Write down your schedule for preparation. Don't make it too many. Things that you can work with. Preparation for your spiritual life. Preparation for your career. Preparation for your marriage, your family. Write something down. What do I mean by that? Oh, I'll make sure every day, at least from this time to this time, I'm praying this number of minutes. I read this number of verses a day. I'll pray in terms of number. Write it. Work couple. Don't go and write things that you cannot do. Write it down. Then, in the area of finances, Lord, every money that comes, I eat everything. From today, I want to give 10% my tithe, 10% savings, 10 days. Write it down. In the spiritual part, put your fastings there. Oh, your dieting. In the sign of me, Tio, me, Junior, and me, increase No. There's something wrong. You can't deal with it. Because it's stressing you out. Write it down. On Tuesday, when you come to prayer meeting, which I know you will come, bring that paper. Because I started fasting on Tuesday to Thursday. Bring it. We want to pray for grace for you. We'll review that paper by February next year. Mangelo, you remind me. Come, Mangelo. She around. She's in the office. Just remind her for now. We'll review. So don't try to We'll pray for anointed, anointed. Take it back home. Now start working towards it. Please, are you with me? Hello? Nothing changes around you until you begin to change them. Change them. I realize when I go for programs, I come back. Sometimes I go in a fast. When I come back, I'm tired and I'm, I'm weak. And I need food. And I'll chop my food. Savannah. One day, twice I woke up at night, I was vomited. With demons. No demons do me. It's me doing myself. I could just take some, some water, take some little oats, and just rest. The next day I can eat something. Are you getting my point here? There are many things that we allow coming. We are the ones. It's not the devil is the last, the least on your list of those who are disturbing you. It, you have been the one who you have been the demon. I cast that demon out of you now in the name of Jesus. It is you. Every day you don't have money. But check it. Don't look up as I say and live the life. You know the level of faith I'm walking in? You have not built that one. Stay with your level. Stop taking Uber every day. Keep the money. Because you hear me preaching, I'm saying I took my wife to this place. You go and do something. Find out. Sir, how did it start? Ah. They be on KFC. We are the honor. Yare. And this kind of echo. And he come as time and say, Pastor, I'll be having it. Can you pray for me? I will not pray for you. How nice, sir? We give God. If God was, you might have blood pressure by now. By now, you would have been on God. But thank God he's not. Please, are you with me at all? You have received something that, don't, that reduce your sugar, sugar intake. Reduce. You've been hearing it. The Holy Ghost has told you. You didn't hear. So he now told someone to tell you. Then later, no problem. Something happened to you. He went to the said, don't take sugar. Say, Pastor, you know, have a testimony. After that word you preach, I told myself, sugar, I'll eat. 
That's what happened to me. I received the word in my spirit. And I knew that sugar has no power in my life again. Why didn't John the Baptist eat every food? His assignment came with certain unique instructions. Honey and wild locusts. That was it. So when I finish, I take communion, so it, it dilutes everything. Yo. Koso. It's all part of preparation. You know that. You are here, you can sense a gift is brewing you. And this gift is calling for fastings. Fast forward. What am I fasting for? When, when it comes to be bar, and then the book I could know. Pastor, you are the third person talking to me about this, this, this prophecy. I'm the third person telling this same prophecy in three years. It means God is warning you. You are not hearing. You, you are happy. You know, the last time, um, last four years, Prophet Adam, during Beauty of Cross, prophesied to me that I'll be in the U.S. Last four years. And I'll switch down. Then you are angry that God, God hasn't made to come to pass. Notes from today. God's not a magician. 